This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Welcome back to another episode of 99 Potions, the premiere, and as far as I know, only Fanbyte RPG podcast out there. This is episode 69 minus two, and I am Steven Strum, managing editor of Fanbyte.com, joined, as is so often the case, by one Natalie Flores. Hi, Steven. Hi, Natalie. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. I'm tired. <laughs> ah, weird. Well, let's go to some of our other beloved guests, uh, returning amazing guests, some fan favorites, genuine fan favorites, who I'm sure aren't tired one bit after the week that we've had so far. It's uh, It says here, Michael Hyam. What it do, baby? Hi, how are you? Uh... Shit. Well, you, you know, know what I'm saying. Vibes. Like you know, you know the <laughs> you know the motherfucking vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been um, it's been a long week for uh-huh. the JRPG pals over here at uh, Fanbytes, and uh, we wish you all the best of luck in the coming wars. And thank you for your service in the previous wars. Because, uh, <laughs> well, before we get too much into that, let's first reintroduce the second Mike. Mike Williams. Hello, hello, folks. How is everybody doing today? My my compatriots are tired, but uh, unlike them, I after this morning's embargo drop, mm-hmm. I just went to sleep. And yeah. Now I am up and uh, <clears throat> halfway through a trainta, so I'm good. I'm good Damn. to go. You're smart. Nice. Oh, you yeah. love to hear that. Usually, it's Mike being like, "I'm ancient." I don't got time for that. <laughs> and now when we're all tired, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, baby, I'm ready to go. Well, well, see, because I'm ancient, I know how I like, like, I like sleeping oh. for like four hours or like napping in like two, three hour segments. That's a young, young person's yeah. game. So you no I longer just, have, you no longer have the stamina, but you have the wisdom to know when to rest. Right. Yep. So I, I basically after we got everything up i went to sleep for like four hours then the embargo mm-hmm. dropped then i woke up for like an hour and then i went to sleep again but that doesn't that still count as like a two part like like you broke your sleep into different naps because four hours i think is still a nap territory mm-hmm. like once you got to five hours i think that can count as bad sleep but if you do four hours i think that still counts as a nap what do y'all think i don't know Oh yeah, I'd be I'd be dropping four hour naps like it's nothing. Like I, I, can, I can do that shit easy. That's a layup right there. Four hour nap. Ooh, in the middle of the day too. 
See, see a, a nap for me it denotes a small period of time. So that's like one to two hours. Four hours is just bad sleep. That, yeah, no, that's that's light work right there. I can, well, if you just string together four four-hour naps throughout the day, you're pretty much fine, right? That's sixteen hours. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> wait, great. Wait, no, isn't that what? Wait, four four-hour. Okay, yeah, that is sixteen. <laughs> 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 anyway, today we're going to talk about sixteen no, minus two. Oh, yeah, six, yeah, sixty-nine <laughs> minus two, episode seventy-five. Nope, seventy. Nope, sixty-seven. 67. Holy shit! Hi, I am not as tired as the rest of these people here, but I have not eaten today. Uh, so oh, no. welcome. Back to 99 Potions, like we had established earlier. It is the Endwalker preview embargo event of the summer in October. You haven't eaten, but you ate up all that good content. <laughs> ate up all those videos. Uh, it's delicious. Uh, ju- truly delicious. Also nutritious because we are getting a lot of views and uh, love to see that as well. But we should be getting a lot of views because you guys did a just a fuckload of really good content on the website today. I don't even know where to start. There's so much stuff. Uh, but I think to uh, give some context for it a little bit, um, you all went to the same, what What was it, eight hours, six hours preview? It was, yeah, it was like hours. eight hours. Yeah. Okay. For so me, it was nine hours, because like immediately after I had an interview with Yoshida-san, director and producer of Final Fantasy XIV. Mm. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was like a, that was a long day for everyone. Yeah, that shit was fun though. God damn, man! Like, yeah. yo, I, I, when I, when I finished that, pre- like, I was, I was scrambling at the very end of that preview because I was like, oh shit, I just learned how to play Sage. Mm. I want to. I just learned how to play Reaper. Oh shit, I should probably learn how to play the new Summoner real quick. Oh no, I need the G pose everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ah, damn it! I, it's the, the 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 PR person on the other end is like, "Hey, you got like five minutes," and I'm taking screenshots. And I'm like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! I need to teleport to Thavnir, and I need to stand in front of the the cool looking building." And um, <laughs> damn, I got to find my emote in time before this the server shuts down. Shit! Um, it's just six out six hours eight hours whatever however amount it was that was uh i could have i could have i could have ran tower of zot like five more times if i could hell yeah Yeah, we 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 got down to that same thing except for for on my run so we were each on different days Mm -hmm. um there was a hunt outside of the uh, Yelimad, which is the little town in the Thavnir map. And so we were basically hammering like as many people as we could hammering into this hunt as we were watching the server time countdown, because once mm-hmm. you hit time, like it just shut the server down. <laughs> so, yeah. so we wanted to finish it before the server died so we were like come on come on everybody get over here get over here like and we kept dying it's like make sure to set your set your return point to the town over here so if you die you could come right back oh my god i don't know if i mentioned this but i went uh on the first day and (laughs) 
I think I might have been the first person who died. <laughs> wow, I thought you were going to say I was the first person to beat Tower of Zot. No. Oh, absolutely not. No, we went to, because uh, we were able to explore Thavnir, Garlemald, and Old Charlian. And I decided to go to Camp Broken Glass, the unfortunate name for a place you can teleport in a Garlemald, which is just generally an unfortunate place to be in. <laughs> and I was like, yo, they're like, no enemies out here shit i need to like kick shit as a reaper shit you know what i'm saying and so i like try to find enemies and i saw some enemies that i've already seen elsewhere so i was like that's not real shit and then i saw like this big monster i was like okay i'm gonna go to that um but i didn't realize that the fate sign was on the thing and so i went there i think i went with my friend kyle and <laughs> i just immediately died <laughs> and i was the healer actually at that point i was a sage so um everyone came in after me and had a really good time as they waited for me to like slowly revive myself and they got like no heals whatsoever that was a good time yeah you always love it when the healer dies first i think that's kind of like the one that's okay to happen Usually. Yeah, that's like a really good sign for the rest of <laughs> the experience. No, yeah, but I, I, I'm not sure if I was the first person who died, but I'm at least very close because it was like immediate. Like I just ran mm. in there and it was like. <laughs> 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 it's like, what's funny about that to me is that it's not like you're not used to playing healer. You're not not used <laughs> to being super, super squishy. You are used to that you play like bard and white mage and stuff right <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> bard and white mage are my mains and i don't know maybe and, and i mean i started out as a black mage so i am someone who ah, has honed my patience tank. yeah honed my patience I, I can't rush into things because i can't fucking move when i'm casting shit <laughs> um and it, it was just yeah it was wild um uh, I think it was Adam, because like all the <clears throat> PR folks were in the chat. And I think Adam mentioned something like, oh, it looks like group two, which I was a part of. Group two is, you know, getting an early start or something like that. Or like, he, he was like being very encouraging. And I was like, I just died. <laughs> we oh all know what God. happened. Don't say it. Because <laughs> oh I could look at all our screens as um, we're, you know, going around. I hope they enjoyed seeing me take so many g-pose pictures yeah my girl we we were playing on parsec so the game was streaming to us but mm -hmm. the game sir the, the game clients and the pcs we were playing were in square enix so they were able to just look and um in the videos i put together the video walkthrough some people were like ah why are there discord noises yeah uh, mm -hmm. i apologize uh that's because uh the media tour had a media tour discord and every time you join a new discord your notifications you have to set them all up again so i was recording and totally didn't think about the fact that i was in a new discord normally yeah. i have all my my noises off i um are very good steven you helped edit them right yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, Mike edited all of his own, basically, um, tour walkthroughs, which you can actually, if you're listening to this, go to the Fanbyte YouTube and watch right now, which are really, really good. Um, <laughs> a lot of people in the Slack were talking about how, like, they're really relaxed and chill, except for the Discord noises, which are very funny to me. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I lost, actually, in I'm making another bigger video that includes both Mike's footage and Michael's footage for us to all watch together, basically, at one point. And one of my favorite jokes in there 
there that I had to cut because well, I could I could theoretically add it back in, but I I cut it because um, I had to add in more sage footage. And there's a part where I added sage footage where there's a bunch of discord notifications coming up during a boss fight on Michael's <laughs> Reaper playthrough. Damn, really? And, yeah, uh-huh. And Shit. I was going through and adding like a tiny, tiny little 0.5 seconds boop onto the screen anytime that happened to just like demarcate it and let people know yeah. that we know. Um, and I could go back through and scrub through all that footage again and find all the new Discord noises, but I haven't done that yet. So we'll find out if uh, that's worth the time at some point. Anyway, yeah, Michael, you took a lot of footage of... Uh, Tower of Zot, which I is sure did. one of the new dungeons. Yeah, so a little bit, uh, it's kind of like set the stage, I guess, for people listening. Um, our access to Endwalker gave us uh, all 19 combat jobs to level 90. Uh, the three zones that you can uh, see in such great detail through uh, Mike's and Steven's videos. Uh, and we were able to run the first dungeon that's going to be in Endwalker, which is Tower of Zot. Shouts out to Final Fantasy IV. And mm-hmm. and <laughs> the funniest shit was, for, at least for me, was that I was going to uh, team up with uh, fine folks such as Nadia Oxford and uh, Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, um, who's a, a good uh, friend and Final Fantasy, fellow Final Fantasy 14 player. Um, and then they all started in the started playing Tower Zot and I could hear them uh, talking amongst themselves on, on Discord because I was on the same channel. I was like, oh, damn, y'all started already, huh? And they're like, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. And I was like, oh, no, it's all good. I, I want to run with Trust anyway. So I started running mm. it with Trust after they had started. And um, and then the way Trusts are designed is that, of course, the AI knows the boss mechanics before you do. So I was like, oh, shit, Estinian, you're going over there. I should probably head over there. too. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, Thancred, you're 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 about to get that tank buster. And I see Alphino chilling over there. I should probably go, go chill with Alphino. Um, and then I, I ended up finishing it before they even though they started first and finishing it before them because uh just the nature of that and like how difficult uh some of those boss mechanics are in tower of zot so um yeah, yeah. it's 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 kind of a shout out to final fantasy 4 it's got the tower of zot theme remixed uh as a full mm. orchestral thing and it just like looks nasty it's inside one of those if you're caught up with 5.4 or 5 and up to 5.5 it, it takes place inside one of those towers that have spawned from the underground uh, throughout all of Aeros. Fan Daniel's mental prison. Yeah, shouts out to Fan Daniel. Daniel, shouts out to Fan Daniel uh, as always. Yeah, uh, and then, uh, but yeah, those boss fights are cool because it's against uh, uh, the 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 Magus sisters. The the I don't like I don't like it when people say the Magus sisters because it sounds like they're saying the Magus sisters. I'm like, damn. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to hear that. What the fuck? Um, uh, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, no, it, it they're they're pretty hard. So the the way mm-hmm. the fights work is they are the all of the bosses. You fight one sister first, then the second sister, and then the third sister is all three sisters at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually surprised because, uh, at least from what I can glean, this is the first dungeon, and mm-hmm. it is not easy. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it'll it'll do you do you some damage real quick. Like there were there were at least some some wipes, um, and the trust system did actually help learn like what the patterns were. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will also say one thing I noticed, and I haven't confirmed, which is why I didn't write about it. Um, there seems to now be a tank buster icon. Like, right. there is an icon that pops up when the tank buster is about to be cast uh, on y- on your tank. So it's like this weird... Um, like black and red spiral around you. And I was like, wait, has that always been there? Have I been tanking this long? And I just missed that there was an icon. Uh, and I haven't confirmed it with Square Enix, which is why I didn't write about it. But yeah, uh, it, it, uh, if that stays, that's super useful. One for the tank. If you're not reading the, uh, the, the abilities, especially if you don't know which ability is going to be the tank buster, but also yeah. for healers, because your healer can be like, Oh, the tank buster is coming. All right, let's go. Yeah. And you could, you could kind of like wind up your spells or if you're a barrier healer, as they like to call them now, uh, you can, you can start to apply your, uh, your barrier heals, uh, in, in that regard. But yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, something new. I know. So I was like, why is Thancred glowing, glowing red and has mm. that, has, has that, that little, little, uh, audio cue, like something's coming. I'm like, damn, should I be, should I be aware of that? And I was like, oh, and then Mike had pointed out afterwards that it's like, oh, I think that's a, that's a something for, uh, the, to indicate a tank bus. Well, that's 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 kind of dope. But man, those bo- those boss fights are wild because they will throw up AOEs fast, and you have like they'll you don't get much time to reposition yourself often with some of those, and then they'll have they'll yeah. have like the the alternating cone uh, AOEs, and they'll have uh-huh. like ones that cover more than half the half the combat arena. And then, so for me, as a ninja main, I can use uh, like my teleport ability to get out of the way real quick. But if I play anything else, I'm like, oh shit, I got to sprint, 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 and I may have used my sprint already. So I, I was, I was wiping pretty hard out there. But uh, yeah, those those boss fights are challenging, and uh, I think that's like a, that's a hell of a hell of an intro uh, to the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't I don't think anything's gonna hold up to a whole Mister Switch as a intro dungeon for Shadowbringers, mm. but Tower of Zod is, uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's a good, like, that's a good indication of, of where Endwalker is going in terms of challenges and yeah. how it's, uh, like most dungeons are designed in, in a way of like, okay, mobs, first boss fight, mobs, second boss fight, mobs, yeah. third boss fight, and each boss fight is increasingly difficult, which Tower of Zod is designed in the same way, but, these uh these new i mean the 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 major sisters are uh damn yeah they 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 don't fuck around and that third that third the cool cool shit about it is that that third uh boss fight against all three sisters is that you will recognize the mechanics from the the previous two yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and it's like hey but how about you react to those even faster while the while the other sister winds up another attack that just like i've seen this before but i ain't seen it like in like such quick succession uh with each other so you're constantly like trying to find that that small that small area that you 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 won't get hit in like they're they're firing off blizzard spells and donut aoe's and like so many attacks and i'm like oh my god yo this is wild it's some of the examples in that like video that you sent over like it's literally you have one like picture if you're listening to this a checkerboard you'll be able to see this in the video eventually too but like a checkerboard where the checkers get smaller and smaller um as you get closer to the boss so you have to like get real far away uh Mm -hmm. to even find a safe place that's like one little 
triangle of of safety. And it's interesting too to me that you talk about like you know how challenging this is because a bunch of the things I'm hearing from you also make me think of like some of the stuff that I've seen Mike in your text write-ups like the tank buster specifically as a tank player stands out to me because i'm like oh shit i if i have a tank buster icon i know when to pop my cooldowns and now they're adding a thing where cooldowns will like make you more do more damage if you time it correctly and stuff like that as well right i it's interesting to hear this because like i i fully agree that this dungeon really sets the vibe for the challenges that we're to expect in and walker but at the same time it's it's odd in that it feels like the game is easier to play than ever before right mm, so yeah. i mean we have the trust system which uh, playing the with the trust system and the tower Zai and comparing that to the first dungeon in shadowbringers which as we mentioned before is holmster switch it is such a huge difference. Like they have really improved the AI and added different features that just make them a lot more reactive. Um, as of what is live in the game right now, trusts feel sort of like the the alternative that you're kind of reluctant to do because you know that it'll go faster with an actual party, um, but you might want to do trust just for those little tidbits of dialogue that the characters tend to have in the dungeon. So not really like dialogue that they say, um, but just like lines of text. And that's like, mm -hmm. you know, for if you're into the lore and into these characters, which you probably are if you're this committed to <laughs> playing Final Fantasy XIV, um, that is, it, there's definitely an appeal in that. But it's, it's more like a... Uh, I kind of have to do the trusts to get those pieces. Um, uh, but after yeah. that, I'm not looking back, just going to do it with, you know, an actual party here. It was like, oh, damn, I did. Uh, I ran it with the trusts toward the end of my preview session. And I was like, damn, I should have done this sooner. Like <laughs> it went by so much smoother and faster. <laughs> and I mean, it is part of the joy, especially like, for example, when the near rates first came out, when those intense rates come out, part of the fun is just wiping constantly and figuring it out with your entire party, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So there is fun in that challenge, but I, I really enjoyed seeing just how much more reactive, how much quicker and more competent the the AI was for the trusts. Like Alpha Note actually wants to heal me now. Like <laughs> thank God, bruh. Um yeah. and it's just really cool to see because in a presentation ahead of our time with the preview, uh Naki Yoshida was talking about how the team seems to be planning for this to be playable on your own one day. Um, we wrote about that as part of our very extensive uh, coverage for this preview embargo. Um, but that generally seems to be what they want to do. And there's a focus on making things a lot more accessible and easy to play. So it, it feels like this weird wizardry thing for this game to to feel more challenging as the Tower of Zot did, but also be in probably the most accessible place it has been so far. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good point uh, that uh, like there's, I thought about like when Mike had mentioned uh, the tank buster icon, and then when uh, we think about how the AI is improved for the trust systems, like, oh no, is this getting 
um, is this getting like too easy? Like the answer is no, because the if, if those boss fights are any indication, it's still you still have to adapt to a lot of the things you might be used to in uh, in Final Fantasy fourteen, but uh, with a lot more intensity, I guess you could say. And that I think that at this point, I think. Everyone involved in as either a player or the development team kind of we all understand the very specific language of uh, yeah. 14 in terms of gameplay. Um, we know what's uh, audio cues. We're like, dog, this is like the fourth, ex- the fourth, yeah, fourth expansion. Like we know what uh, we know what it means when we see a certain thing pop up on screen. We know what an audio cue is like. So it's it's less about like. Uh, oh no, I don't know what this thing is. Well, I don't know what's going to happen right now. So I'm going to see it. Ah, oh, shit, I wiped. It's more of like, oh, hey, I th- I think I understand what this is trying to tell me. Um, let me let me do the thing I think I'm supposed to do. And then when that, when that kind of falls into place, it feels really fucking cool. Like, for example, I think one example that sounds out to me, uh, if I recall correctly, is that there's a moment in the third fight when everyone gets marked with an AOE marker and it's pulsing yes. and you know it's going to hit but then there's a there's a there's um a donut AOE that covers every basically part the entire of the, map the entire arena circle. except for, except for one <laughs> circle so yeah yeah and then so like as the party you're like oh shit i have these this icon on me that tells us that we need to spread apart because if we're too close we're all going to get hit and we're going to wipe but then when I look at it, I'm like, oh, I know what this is. The a- the the donut AOE is going to go off first. And then once as soon as that goes off, then we have to rush to spread apart so we can eat the damage of whatever we're getting marked with. And right. And we, we learned that very specifically, or at least we reiterated that information in one of the Eden raids, right? Yeah. Are you thinking about the one in the sky where like everyone has to sort of time they're the way that yes. they move according to the eyes yeah that reminded yeah. me of that. oh yeah yeah i i know exactly what you're talking about and uh yeah and it, it just it, it feels really cool that like uh that yeah like like i said this game speaks a certain language and then after all these hours putting into like the most challenging fights in it it's like oh we we get it now and like if it, it feels like this game is designed in that like even if you if you don't understand it, uh, it'll click real quick after your first mistake or two. But if you if you've been keeping up, if you've been if you've been paying attention, that that kind of skill set, uh, that kind of mentality that we we've uh, we've sharpened over the years has is really paying off, and it just feels really cool to be able to pull those things off. Like yeah, I does this, I know what to do. Damn, this is hard as fuck. But you know what? I finished it. Uh, really cool feeling, and. Um, yeah, and I, I think having the tr- access to the trust made it really, made it really easy for me to kind of uh, for Reaper and Sage to go into like, let me use these brand new classes that I just learned like five minutes ago. Let me use them in a real combat situation and see how it holds up. And I think it's more. It, it felt like being thrown into the water and learning how to swim. Uh, cause it's like, I just had finished sitting at my hot bars be like, Oh, okay. I, I think this is how I want it, want to design. And then you go into these, uh, super challenging fights. And I think that was, that was really, it's a really nice thing to have been like accelerated in the process of learning how to play Reaper and Sage and then, uh, having it all click sooner rather than later. It's just, I don't know. There's so many things that fell into place that made this preview event such a, such an enjoyable experience. 
Mm. I think I was having an anxiety attack because I played Sage. I went with Reaper first because I was like, y'all, I'm not going to be responsible if y'all die. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and then when I played as Sage, like my hands were sweating. Like I felt them sweating as I like moved my mouse. And I was like, damn, I don't really get like this over in games. <laughs> but it did that to me because I was just, I didn't bother with the hot bars. I was like, that took me forever and a day. Just like when I had all the time in the world, it's going to take me forever in a day if I try it now. So I'm just going to yeet it. Um, and uh, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing because Sage is, we're going to get into that, I'm sure, in a bit. But Sage was, it's such a complicated healer to play. It is not like a, it, now that we have the distinction between barrier healers and pure healers, it's not like a very accommodating introduction to <laughs> the barrier healer specifically, yeah. um, yep. which I do like, uh, but I do expect people to, to like really anticipate playing that job um, as I did because I'm, I'm mostly a healer main. And then you kind of get to it and you're like, oh shit, this is, this is a lot. Uh, so I ended up yeah. falling in love with Reaper actually, which I largely ignored up until now, honestly, I like I was like, oh, the emo vibes aren't for me, um, but it's it's amazing. I I adored it. So, yeah. Mike, I thought I remembered you saying something early on that you had some thoughts about Sage as well, and I was kind of curious, like what you also just generally thought about the classes that you got to play, and like which ones stood out to you as being like really interesting or unique. So I didn't touch Reaper at all because I don't mm. I, I don't really DPS. I do have a DPS. I have a machinist, machinist, whatever how you pronounce it. Um, uh, but otherwise, I'm tank or healer. So I did uh, Paladin, Gunbreaker, and Sage. Um, and I did mess with my heart bars. Uh, Sage was like the second half of my day uh, during the media tour and. Messing with my hot bars is is how I sort of was like, all right, so Sage, we got healing lasers. You heal by attacking, and then I put all my hot bars in 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 order, and I was like, wow, Sage doesn't really have that many attacks. Yeah. Like it, it's pretty much the like it's really not that far off. Uh, and I and I wrote uh, for the site that Sage isn't quite the combat healer that some people are expecting. Um, it has pretty much the same number of combat uh, and heals or barriers as other classes, uh, other, sorry, other jobs like Scholar, but uh, the potency of those is higher. And then Cardion, uh, which is, so the main ability is Cardia, and it works like uh, the dancer's dance partner in that you can mark some uh, somebody in your party. Uh, and by the way, I was disappointed to find out uh, during the hunt that it has to be somebody in your party. So you can't just uh, cardia anybody who is a friendly player. Mm. Um, can you cardia yourself? Yes. If you okay. try to cardia somebody who is outside of your party, it'll just cardia yourself. Okay. And that puts a buff called Cardion, and there are all of your damaging abilities as a sage do a a small decent heal uh to your Cardion target. And uh potencies are still being messed with, but the the Cardion heal is about the same for all your abilities. Uh so it's really like good background healing 
And as I wrote in the sage thing, like the, the difference between, uh, sort of regular sages and, and like max level, uh, veteran sages will be that skill ceiling of, uh, regular sages will put Cardi on one target, probably the tank and leave it there. Yeah. Whereas I can see like max levels, uh, because it's not on the global cooldown. I can see them just weaving it between multiple targets. Hmm. Um, as needed. Uh, but it's not a ton of healing. Um, and you still have to drop barriers and you still have to direct heal as a sage. So it's like, it's not as far out there. And I've played other games like there's discipline, please. And wow. Um, that are more literally just, you just attack and all of your attacks feed into healing. This is, you're mostly a more aggressive scholar mm. plus some dancer uh, mm. stuff in yeah. there. Yeah, kind that, of all that's, over the place. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good way to put it. Um, but yeah, I was uh, like, yeah, like you get that, you get the one la- single target laser attack. Uh, you get a, an AOE version, and then you get uh, something that uh, you get something that stacks. You get two stacks of it, and then uh, you have another one that's related to your job gauge. So um, you're not really doing many combos or like laying down uh, huge attacks like you would with you know if you're a white mage, you glare, 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 glare. Um, so it's it's a little different in that regard, but. I think it's it's still pretty satisfying. <laughs> I think that the funniest shit was like um, the like every 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 job, uh, but uh, there's something about the um, the healers that you just know they have different names for the same thing. But there's something about Sage, maybe just because it's new. I was like, yo, what the fuck are these yes. these spell names? It's mm-hmm. like. Like uh, fucking flag, uh, flag from pregnant. It's like hey, hey um, I, I heard. Have you have you heard of flagma? Uh, <laughs> I'm flagma almost balls. certain. <laughs> I'm almost certain one of the skills that I saw in that thing. I had to stop and like scrub through your footage, Michael, because <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's the name of the skill or the name of a buff or what, but you were Pepsis? casting something. Yeah, uh, yeah. You Pepsis. mean Pepsi's? Because yes. it definitely looks like they've just written Pepsi's. Like you are just like, oh, you're you're about to die. Let me give you a cool, refreshing Pepsi. <laughs> oh my god! Let me try and read some of these fucking spell names. Uh, you have so, so to be clear before he says this, these are all Latin base. Uh, like even your iconic armor is essentially a doctor's white coat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah um, you're right. So these are all Latin-based doctor terms. Yeah, there's uh, Torachol, there's uh, Carachol, the chol there's Pepsi's, the, there's Drew Drew Drewochol, uh, there's um, fucking uh, there's there's Flegma, there's Pepsi's, dosis, diagnosis, prognosis. Yeah. Discrasia, like your your Krasian, is that like Ukrainians from Asia? Like this is this is a, this is a lot. This is a lot of words, <laughs> a lot of syllables. Uh, but I think you know. But but I think it maybe it's maybe it was just like the panic of like I got to learn this in 
and a bunch of other classes in the span of six, seven hours, like yeah. damn, 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 damn. Uh, but I think like reading when I was reading, Mike, you're reading your, uh, your kind of your sage breakdown. Like it all made sense. I was like, oh, okay, this is I, the, the branches, the tree branches of how these spells interact with each other and which situations I uh, would use them. It just kind of, it all clicked. I think so. I mean, this is a, this is like a like a two inch barrier we're talking about. It just takes some time to get used to it. Um, but I, I find it I find it fascinating. I especially like the like the Ukrasian uh, spell, which it modifies your core uh, spells to then apply barriers. I think that's a really sensible way to kind of uh, set up the basics of what it means to be a barrier healer for. Um, at least in, with regards to playing Sage, I think that's really dope. Um, but uh and then the the adder's gall gauge which is like something it, it, it's kind of like a lily gauge for white mage and that it just it just starts stacking over time mm-hmm. um and then that's how you're able to pop off your instant casts uh your chol casts your instant <laughs> heals and then i remember when i was when i was running zot as sage and i was still trying to get to grips with all these what all these things mean i'm just like fucking full hand just spam every single possible yes. instant cast ogcd <laughs> healing spell when when thankred's about to die i don't care i just need to set them all i don't care if it's a barrier i don't care if i've already put the ukrasian uh, modification on top of them before i set them off i'm setting everything off uh but now that i've had some time to think about it uh i think it's uh i don't know it's it's not like like Mike said. It's not too different from where the healers are right now. It's more of like a remix of how do you manage the the, the healer mechanics that you're already familiar with. Uh, so it's kind of a it's kind of a nice remix, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And, don't and, expect like super crazy like shooting lasers everywhere and healing mm-hmm. at the same time. Like I think that might have been an impression that people that some people got, but it's it's not that. It's a lot more technical. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 I, I my biggest problem was not quite understanding. So, uh, you only have uh, there's Adder's Gall and then there's Adder's Sting, which are crystals on the bottom of the job gauge. Uh, one there's only one spender for Addicts uh, Adder's Sting, and that's Toxicon, uh, which is the move that uh, Alphano uses in the trailer where the 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 no lifts like spin around the target and shoot a bunch of lasers. Um, that's your only adder sting spender. And then trying to build adder sting. I was real confused because I, yeah. I just read the tooltip, and it wasn't until Mike pulled, uh, pointed it out in the edit. I was like sitting here. I was like, man, why am I just not getting as much adder sting as I think I should? I'm putting on yeah. the barriers and they're coming off. No, it's specific barriers that feed into it. So I was just like, I'm like, man, I, I, I should be building this. Like I'm running the dungeon. I'm like, come on, man. What's, what's happening here? Am I not understanding? <laughs> yeah. And then I wasn't. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm a thousand percent with you on that. I was like, oh, I guess I have adder sting. I can use Toxicon now, I guess. I don't know. Shit. Yeah, same. Yeah, so it's it it's fun. I'll, I'll probably actually uh, switch from White Mage to Sage, but mm. I do admit that when uh, I jumped into it, I expected something uh, sort of similar to Gunbreaker. Like Gunbreaker is a very uh, 
it plays almost like a DPS, but it does. operates like a tank. I expected that for mm-hmm. Sage. And Sage yeah. is not that. It is still mostly a healer with better potencies. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people do think that that's maybe the direction they're going into. I think even the Endwalker trailer that I may have watched about 57 times over the past three days, um, the thing that Alphano mostly does is kill a big monster. You know, like there's a lot of that in that trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should probably move on to some of the location based stuff or maybe away from some of the nitty gritty of uh, what's going on with the characters and like there are three new locations that we were able to see. There will probably, if I had to take a guess, be six in the final game, because there's been six in basically every expansion that they've done so far. Um, but you got to see Garlemald, Old Charlian, and Thafnir, and I think that kind of... I know that they didn't have the character models for the NPCs and stuff out there, but I'm actually pretty curious about, like, you know, story uh, things that that might say about certain stuff. I don't want to spoil too much for people who maybe aren't super caught up in the uh, patches or whatever, but Garlemald is in bad shape in this uh, preview. <laughs> Old Charlian uh, has some stuff in it. Um, yeah, is, gar- does anybody have any strong feelings about any of the Garlemald is mostly dead. Uh-huh. Uh, like 100%. <laughs> hey, listen, talk shit, get hit. <laughs> like, like you, you, we've seen it in cutscenes briefly. Like, uh, this, uh, at the end of Shadowbringers, we saw the city, um, yeah. briefly. Um, seen the Imperial throne room and stuff. Right. And you won't, you, you probably won't see that, uh, because the city is, uh, something happened to it and even <laughs> yeah even the other areas like whatever happened to garlemald happened to like the entirety of it um and it's probably fandaniel's fault uh <laughs> given how the, can you know that what given the giant evil fortress that pulses with dark energy <laughs> that's literally tower of zot is one of those towers from the previous patch right yeah yes yes and 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 at least we don't necessarily know, but it definitely feels like the towers uh, that we've been looking into are feeding into whatever's happening within this fortress. Right. Yeah. They would almost have to be cause like there again. I don't want to spoil too, too much, but like it's weird. Like Final Fantasy is in a kind of a weird place where they say that this is the end of the Heidelin Zodiac arc, which is always funny for me to say out loud. <laughs> but like we beat all the big Asians. Van Daniel's kind of a punk is kind of like literally the case. He's he's not a fully unsundered, you know, or whatever. So we're kind of like with him and Xenos. So I'm really curious, like what big plans that they might have here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yoshida uh, has been saying that Van Daniel is not the ultimate threat. So. Okay, <laughs> that, that that that'd be sad if he was. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. just being up a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm gonna be real. I I still from the jump. I think we're gonna Vegeta Xenos. I think he's gonna. Oh, you end, think he's gonna be a good guy? I think he's gonna end oh, up God, like like guy so uh, like where he's gonna end up like Gaius, yeah. where he doesn't hate us. Yeah, and he doesn't work with us, but he's like if you look at the art. He's among the scions. <sighs> and, system Reaper. And oh, I was about to say, exactly. Usually the new classes fall to uh 
you know, scions are the player character. Uh, but here, Reaper is Zenos. So I'm just, I'm saying, we're going to Vegeta Steven that Steven is rejoicing. They'd be like that juicy fat ass just like oh walking in the Tower of Zot with me. Listen, shit. listen, we lost Emmett Selk and we all mourn his passing greatly. That's but- not true. He's coming back. Um, my cousin <laughs> whose dog brings Yoshida his morning coffee told uh-huh. me that Emmett Selk is coming back. Okay. Wow. So- okay. <laughs> Listen, uh, no, I am still one of the world's greatest marks for a villain turned hero um, in any capacity. And even not even just a hero, but like if he's even just like, a, well, I'm going to fuck off over here for a little while. But you get to come <laughs> hang out with me and maybe do a raid. That'd be great. He's like, it is funny, though, because he but also Vegeta did some fucking wild shit. If you watch Dragon Ball and we all forgot about that, we all forgot about the part at the end. If I'm going to continue to use Mike's own analogy, we always <laughs> forgot about the part at the end of the Namek saga where they get back home and there's like a bunch of Namekians hanging out and they're like oh we made it to earth we're all saved or whatever by the dragon balls wait a minute there's like there's like 500 guys that are just kind of missing what the fuck happened to like south town or whatever and Vegeta's over by a tree he's like oh I killed all those pieces of shit that's, that's goddamn thing back oh <laughs> my gosh shouts out to war criminals <laughs> you know and and Zenos by the way in the trailer if you look at it He's at the top of this evil dark tower, just like being real bored. Um, mm-hmm. And you feel sad for him. He's uh, a real threat. Uh, says who? Says who? You do? This motherfucker said you Who's feel sad. Who's are we talking about here? <laughs> the, the thoughts for Zenos like Steven? <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying he just, he just, he, he just wants to fight you. That's he just all. wants to fight. Let him fight. I think that's that that shit's annoying. Like, yo, all right, sorry. 4.0 spoilers. I slit this motherfucker's throat. He turned, <laughs> he turned into a dragon. I killed the dragon. He came back and wait, no, he slit his own throat. He's like, damn, I'm my shit's whack. I guess I can't stand up to you. And then I guess he slit his own throat, right? If I recall correctly. I'm like, he, okay, like, cool. That's, yeah, and like that's the end of that. Like, I don't want to see this motherfucker no more. But what I will say is that I asked uh when I was still at GameSpot, um, I asked Yoshida, I was like, yo, I don't fuck with Xenos like that. Please tell me something. Please tell me that even if I don't fuck with him, that his presence is going to be worth it. And Yoshida sounds like, listen, I got you, boy. Like uh, he said, there's a reason like it's 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 not just like, oh, Xenos is here because uh, I don't know if we need someone. He's he mentioned specifically like Xenos has a very specific purpose in terms of like his his. um like the how he was able to like return to how his body yeah. was able to return to life also his role as uh within garlemald uh, the garlean empire like he says trust me it's all going to make sense the pieces will fall into place and i'm like all right gonna all right like i believe bring it Emmett back i was yeah. I'm, I'm just saying final fantasy 4 uh follows yeah. the journey of a dark knight uh uh-huh. a person who works for the red wings an evil empire so to speak uh-huh. eventually becoming a hero paladin uh, even Golbez. yeah or uh, uh, yeah i'm talking about season but yeah oh, so well, yeah. so i'm i'm just saying maybe like the warrior light is great perhaps this story is transposed upon a figure uh with dumps like a truck Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't I don't think Z, I don't think Xenos is that important. Like, <laughs> okay, I was with you 
for years because I was like, okay, Zeno is fine. He's got a fat ass. That's great. I'm glad that we got this as a community. We got to take our straws out and drink from this. But when he shows up at the end of the Shadowbringers stuff and it's like, oh, he's rolling around in like a shitty normal guy body, not even his big, strong, like superhuman, like murder mm-hmm. killer body yeah. and then shows up and is such a good swordsman that he like scares a out of his own body and is able to take <laughs> his own body back. That's some of the coolest shit yeah. that they've done in Final Fantasy yeah. in a long time in terms of just like, I mean, Emmett Selk is like emotionally the heart of all of Shadowbringers, but just like pure anime bullshit, cool stuff, cool guy shit. Xenos came back around for me on the end of Shadowbringers on the cool guy shit. Like, I all really, right. really, really like that. All right. All right. I, 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 I can respect that. I'm Thank definitely you. interested now because I hadn't thought about that before, but shit. Y'all are right. I'm kind of like now if I don't get Zeno's having a sort of very small redemption arc as far as like redemption <laughs> arcs go for imperialist warmongers, um, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I say it'll, it'll probably be a lot like Gaius. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you do the the sorrow of Werelit quest, like he's mm-hmm. not yeah. necessarily a good guy, but you also sort of feel for his situation yeah and he's very sundere in that every time you pop up he's like well i'll accept your help but i don't (laughs) like it he just straight up admits that he was wrong too he's just like no i fucked up everything i did was bad and i'm i'm genuinely trying to atone for it and they still have a guy who's like standing next to him the whole time being like if this guy tries anything i will stab him through the face (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Even though they're friends, they're, they're both secondary. <laughs> you know, they're both just like sitting in a room, drinking coffee, looking in opposite directions. <laughs> yeah, like the one this this man you you can you can kill at any moment. It destroyed your entire town that you lived in and killed all your all your, all your people. But man, there, there's there's some real uh, tsundere energy going on between them. Shit, man, you know you, know, you never know. That describes uh, like half of my favorite characters. <laughs> right. I killed a village of 500 people, but damn, do I feel bad. <laughs> I mean, you need Gaius to help you fight that real fuckboy who's the fucking Cacracon, oh, yeah. like Neo-Zeon piece of shit guy who pilots the mechs and forces the kids into the mechs like if, like if you just have to have a worse guy for him to fight and it's fine yeah i i, I, I did like gaius's gaius's arc because it, it always it always felt Same. like there's he's just a much more like serious uh introspective kind of character whereas you know like <laughs> i don't know i'm here to fuck shit up yeah <laughs> look at me smile and look at my, my long my yeah look at my beautiful <laughs> long hair and my my fat ass and my 20 swords that i have in a in a revolving cylinder uh, um i don't know that thing's I also the coolest hell yeah that uh, you know it's like he's like yeah, I fuck fuck Xenos, but like, damn, that dude, that dude knows how to knows how to wield a sword. If you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I think the one that will have to win me over is Finn Daniel. And judging by the interviews he's given, it doesn't seem like Yoshida is worried about reception to Fan Daniel. So I do wonder what they have up their sleeve. Nah, he's a um, star scream. He's a star scream. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. get bumped off. I think. And he's, yeah, replaced. I think that's gonna happen. Bahamut Two is gonna show up. 
Yeah. Kylan is the final boss. <laughs> Vomit too. <laughs> I, I like how we were talking about Garlemald and then this sent us on story things. Uh, uh, the other two zones are good looking too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're much better looking yeah. of anything. <laughs> I would say, yeah, they look better. Uh, well, one thing, one thing I'll say about Garlemald is that I think it has, it's very good at, at giving you a very oppressive atmosphere yeah. in that yes. you see Garlemald in like the first, this is the first time we get to like be there, and our first impression is that this place is dead. Uh, it's I wouldn't I'm not gonna say it's sad, but it is kind of unsettling. And then mm-hmm. one of the one of the etherites takes you to is in uh, an abandoned subway station where yes. there's like very few people who are s- s- living garlands out or, of the like yeah trains that aren't functioning. I was gonna say like. I, I almost do feel that it is sad because those people are are stuck there and like you just see them barely getting by and living out yeah. of these train cars that just aren't functioning and everything around them is dead and yeah it's a pretty sad sight. Yeah. So uh, I mean, shit. fall fall of an empire. You uh, yeah. you reap what you sow. So uh, <laughs> you do wonder how you they explore yeah. that because like. Yeah. There is, there must be, you know, a, a difference in sort of the the social structures and sort of like the the people yeah. living out of those train cars versus Fendaniel, Xenos, and all the people who are sort of, you know, at the top of that well, ominous they, fortress. I think it's in Stormblood they established that there are like entire communities and political factions of people in Garlemald that are pretty chill. They're like, no, we're not in like, we're not in power right now, but like these, but we are trying to, you know, take control of the empire because we want peace. Like we're not about this shit. And then they try to like assassinate them basically. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah. Then uh, I always, I've been looking forward to Garlemald. I'm a little bit disappointed that we get this destroyed version of it because I've been looking forward to Garlemald because I do like their backstory of like, again, to bring it back to the Gundam thing and Mike will know what I'm talking about. They are very Xeon like we find out uh, at the end of Stormblood because it is a place where, okay, they started off as actually kind of an oppressed people because they're people who were born without the ability to use magic and all the Aeorzeans, you know, generations and generations ago kicked them out of their land and sent them to go live in this frigid wasteland that nobody wanted and then Emmett Selk was the guy who came in and said have you heard of imperialism and like (laughs) kind of turned them into this big autocratic evil empire over the course of like a hundred years as the empire or the emperor of Garlemald and so I've been kind of curious to see how they would deal with that and it sounds uh, kind of to me and maybe you guys have a better perspective on this like they're just kind of not they're just like no it's post-apocalypse all the time there I mean, uh, to 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 be clear, probably from this, they will craft some new sort of civilization mm. um, with perhaps a Magitech that is not like y- you have Sid, essentially, which right. is sort of the we can use Magitech without being warmongers and, uh, you know, Imperial Romans taking no. over the world. I'll just uh, be Henry Ford or whatever. I fucking hate Sid. And you know who else? Who else you have? You have Nero Tolskava. Yeah, <laughs> I fuck. I love Nero. Nero is always oh, oh, he's such a dickhead. I love him. Him he's and so Sid. Oh Sid. my god. Him and Sid. I, I don't know if this is in lore, but it's their boy. It's pretty much yeah. It's, yeah, no, it's pretty much, they, Yes, it's pretty much facts that they are divorced and they're they're just, they they just oh god. 
they're the ones who are gonna who are gonna build a uh, rebuild Garlemald as a uh, a formidable place, a formidable civilization that is uh, going to get rid of their imperial ways and rebuild their city from ashes. Right. Yeah, okay. that's a good point. So I, I wouldn't necessarily worry about that. It's going to be uh, something else eventually, uh, but who knows how long that'll take. Yeah. And sorry, I didn't mean to derail us back into Garlemald because it did sound like you were trying to segue over to Thavnir and Old Charlian. Uh, I guess I'll start with Thavnir because that's the quicker one, because again, mm. there aren't a ton of NPCs, so it's hard to glean what each place really does. Yeah. Uh, Thavnir is definitely uh, looking up the names for all the stuff inspired by India uh, in terms of colors, in terms of uh, some of the special enemies with inside that they are from Indian myths. Um, uh, I, I, I really dig the colors and the song. And then uh, off the coast of it, you can see the Tower of Zot just uh, sitting there in the background, just being a tower. Being You can't go up to it because it's actually yeah. off the coast. Uh, and the spot for it, again, to... Mm, there were no NPCs, but there were also no uh, gates to destinations. So the icon for the tower is on the beach, but there's nothing there. Uh, and I assume it'll have eventually a destination, like the glowy mm -hmm. destination holes or something like that. Um, I did try to leave Thavnir, but when you leave <laughs> Me in the build, yeah. it just puts you right back. <laughs> I was, very I, was nervous. Like, I felt like a culprit, <laughs> like go, trying to go out of bounds. And then it's like, yeah. oh, no, you can't go. And I was like, I'm a PR person who's watching my computer screen. I was watching Please like, don't this, this think I'm a criminal. To, you're not supposed <laughs> to go here. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. This is the last time you get a preview demo. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I, I loved Tavernier. Um, I, I think a lot of people will be excited about taking jeepo's pictures there yep. sort of like lakelands lakeland is, is so beautiful in oh, yeah. how everything manages to be this one color um whereas here you have sort of like really intense reds but also blues that are clashing alongside it and it's just mm -hmm. sort of like a very summery colorful like super saturated fall mm -hmm. to me uh and i mean it it's just it's beautiful i love these sort of tropical locations i think i think showing these three areas to us was good it was a good move because we're not you know some people are wondering like did we get to go to the moon no we didn't um those were three <laughs> areas that we were confined to so we didn't get into like story heavy territory um but we did see sort of the breadth of the variety that these areas will be um, yeah. and i just think it's it, those three sort of locations illustrate that so well yeah well yeah perfectly well put uh, uh and like chillin and thavnir is like uh, so Razat Han is going to be the new like Yulmore. That's what I'm, I guess. If, yeah. yeah, and if Thavnir looks like this, and judging from the the concept art we've seen uh, uh, of Razat Han, I'm like, this is going to be a dope place where everyone's going to be like crafting, melding, and selling shit, and turning in turning in tombstones and uh, mm -hmm. doing all kinds of stuff. Like I'm like old. Well, uh, we're going to move on to Old Charlian, but like having think about 
Old Charlian and then what Razathan might be. It's like these are beautiful places for players to gather. Like this is, mm-hmm. I, I love Kogane. I'm sad that I missed out on like the height of Stormblood where everyone yeah. would be at Kogane. Um, Shouts out to Ishgard, but like Ishgard is very cold and kind of kind of desolate. Uh, yeah. But I love Edelshire. Edelshire is one of my favorite hubs as well. Yeah. I, and I, I just I just love how each of these player hubs just have such a rich characteristic. Like I want to be there. It's just um, also nice to see areas that aren't European centered. Like mm-hmm. Ishgard is like the European sort of architecture. Like so much of the fantasy genre tends yes. to limit itself to that for absolutely no good reason whatsoever. So to mm-hmm. see Favnir for me was really refreshing. And I think I spent the most time there because of that. Like at least to me, that is a comforting place to be with all its colors and its tropical vibes. And Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. wonder if if Ishgard restoration like that, those mechanics or stuff will move over to Raditz Adhan because mm. I think they're gonna do a, I I I would guess that they're gonna do a, a higher level version of what you do in Ishgard restoration. It's so popular. Yeah. So uh, my my guess is because Raditz Adhan in the concept art is kind of like the city on top of a. Uh, it's called a butt, <laughs> but it's about um, with the jungle below it, and I don't know if that that jungle is going to be a different map. My guess yeah. is it would uh, again bring over Ishgard restoration instead of going on missions in sort of the floating space. You head down into the jungle to do that yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah, I think the location that looks down into the jungle like that, too, if I'm remembering your footage correctly, is literally called the Great Work, which sounds like a place where you would be building some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and then, of course, Old Charlian is just dope. That's where we started. Yeah. yeah. It just just as beautiful as it seems in the trailer. I mean, like the first thing that I did was go to that big statue that has the water pouring yeah. out of the pot. Um, you can't get on it yet, but I imagine, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe you can't with your mount or something. Um, but I just, I know that I just went to as far as I could to the sea and that was like such a lovely sight. Um, I wanted to square up because like I went around <laughs> trying to find the Levy or State and I was like, y'all, Alpha Note, you could have just funded the Crystal Braves by selling this house or something i, I mean I, yeah listen the one percent they're alpha like we kind of knew but to still so here's the here's the thing about like what i when I, what i wrote about is that like there is no story content in our preview but being in these zones tells us so much mm-hmm. about about these places and the characters like who the people who are from these areas like just seeing old charlian for reals is like Oh, this is this is how Charlians live. This is like you walk into you walk in and these their library and you see just how fucking deep and vast it is. Like these are where the the Eorzean's greatest scholars come from, and that they're all in all their their power and privilege and knowledge and extensive uh, research that they've done over the years. This reputation they've built for themselves and like 
they met Alize and Alphano, like we see the dynamic with their father uh, in 5.5 and all this other stuff. And you're like, damn, Alize, Alphano, like, wow, one percenters are fake ass motherfuckers. But like, I think there's a, there's, you can, I always sense a tension already, like in that family dynamic. Um, because in, in, in lore too, it's like, uh, Louis Swa and, uh, is the grandfather. And like, so his son, AKA, Alize and Alphano's uh, parents were that were not in agreement. Like they were like, holy, like uh, Louis Swa had defied um, what most Charlians wanted because like you go to, you understand that Charlians are isolationists Mm -hmm. and um, that is the total opposite of what Louis Swa and what Alize and Alphano stand for. So kind of getting a sense of, who these people are and then anticipating being able to uncover uh, a deeper understanding of what that dynamic is. is like, those are all things that are running through my mind as I run through old Charlian and listening to the music and taking in the scene. We're like, damn, this is a beautiful place, but also I need to know what's up with these motherfuckers. Cause they got some shit going on. I need to. Um, and you see that you see that dynamic in the cinematic trailer when Ishtola is talking to. I was about uh, to say, yeah, that the the character that is that she's talking to is actually, yeah, their yeah. their father. My father. My father. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you get there, and sort of one of the first thoughts was like, of course, they're isolationists. I mean, this place they got is, it good. Is they got gorgeous. everything. This is this is a paradise, and I think you know, I I don't think the sort of parallels are intentional, but you know, as we, you know, in Final Fantasy fourteen approach the possibility of an eighth umbral calamity, and in the real world, we sort of are dealing still. We are very much still dealing with a pandemic that feels like it has really shattered sort of our our ways of life in a lot of ways it's like of course if you had it this good if you lived somewhere like this you would more than anything want to sort of retreat back mm-hmm. into the space that is familiar to you rather than doing what alpha and Alize do which is venturing out and wanting to grow as people and yeah. i think that's that's not something that like for all the power that the warrior of light slash darkness has, like people are really sat in their ways. And I think that will be a very interesting tension to, to navigate because you can have all this power, but I mean, this is the way of life for so many people and has been for centuries. And it's, it's gotten them to a pretty good place. Why, why would they change that? Yeah. Cause if you go into the Aetherite Plaza, they're Aetherite. Uh, of course, uh, there's a spot called the Confluence where clearly they manufacture aetherites for everybody else. But their aetherite is definitely the most ornate and dope of all of them that are out <laughs> yeah. there. And you yeah. you contrast that with going to Garlemalds and you see sort of the shattered, <laughs> yeah. broken aetherite and you're like, damn, yeah. That, again, just a, a very good choice on their part to show us these three specific regions, I think. Yeah, and I, I think, like, an ongoing theme with Endwalker is, like, you have all this knowledge, all this power, uh, all this influence, but what good is it if you don't use it in the time of need? Um, which I think is, like, I ha- I'm holding out that eventually they'll get through to the Charlians uh, or maybe it'll be too late. But I think that's that those that that's also running through my head as I as I walk around this new this new area and uh, listen to the music is 
I'm thinking about what what role is this place going to play, and uh, and I think I also wrote about like the the over the overworld theme song that plays uh, when you're in Old Charlian. It's it uses that that melody that rhythm that you hear in the trailer when you first see Old Charlian, uh, your first introduction, and like that that is a, a constant leitmotif uh, for the music in that area, and like those scenes where Grahatia is like perusing the library to learn more about what he, what they can do to f- fight this fight uh and then that that moment with Ishola beefing with uh Alphano Alize's dad um I'm just like yeah I'm constantly thinking about that dynamic there and just how like it makes me think about uh, like Final Fantasy 14 is so rich with these characteristics uh that even when we're just we just go to a place and we just listen to its music, we can extract so much about what this place means and what what's being told to us through for, through visual design, through uh, through the music itself. It's just I don't know, man. Like that, I think that's that's the biggest thing for me about this about this preview is that I was like, oh, we're not going to get much story content because that's just how these things are built. Um, but I came away with it with like such a like a deep understanding of of these places that we're going to go to and just like excited about what we're going to uncover in the story, even though like who knows what, what, what kind of quests or what kind of cutscenes we're going to get when we get to these places. But it's just, my mind is running wild. And I think that speaks to just how, uh, how well set up and how, how deep final fantasy 14's uh, storytelling and lore goes. Yeah. I hope they all eat shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think the, I think old Charlie and fuck him. Bunch of bunch of old rich dudes. Um, at some point, like I'm, I'm They're here library. for Zeno's. Ah, so will grab the books. He'll teleport them. He's got the login magic. He's fine. Yeah, I, I will say. Uh, speaking of Garatia, um, <clears throat> so one thing that didn't end up in the video because I couldn't figure out where to put it. Uh, there's a building next to the confluence called the Baldesian Annex. Uh, which is one of the few areas in old Charlene that actually has a different track. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have anything there. Um, which makes me think of Kugane where you would go up to the door and go into the destination. That's where most of the Kugane cutscenes would happen. So mm-hmm. my guess is because uh, Giratia and some others are uh, students of Baldesian, so that is yeah. probably their headquarters um, where they stay. So yeah, sure. I, I shout out to Cryo. I right. do love Cryo, and th- and that's right off of the main um, Aetherite. So I assume that's going to be like your base of operations within the mm. city, where all the major. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what's going badly, right? Now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Damn. I. This is probably. I probably know the answer to this, which is no. But did you get any sense of anything that might fit the role of like a Eureka or a Bojan Southern Front, or even just like a Domen Enclave type thing? Like any kind of special unique areas? I mean, Mike, you did point out that you thought that there might be a Ishgard restoration thing happening uh, in Thavnir, but I'm kind of curious if there was like anything that hinted at like new areas with new things that we haven't really seen before to do is isn't there that that dome shit that 
was hinted at, I think, in the either in the the, the motherfucking um, fan fest or one of the live letters were like, mm. you, do y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, yes. I'm not tripping. Yes. yes. I forgot what it's called. I forgot how it was explained. I forgot what entirely served, what it's but called, like, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, it was like some dome shit. And they're like, you're going to do some things here. Hmm. And that's that on that. <laughs> I was like, like a, oh, okay, that looks cool. But I have like, I have no context, but I know that it exists. I, I do think there's going to be some. So, so one thing I notice is where stuff is. So like an old Charlene, your main entrance in the front is the ferry docks. There's only one exit on the map from old Charlene. And that's uh, to the north under the roster, which is like their main government building. And it's, called the Hall of Artifice, and it's two huge elevators that seem to go down. Um, hmm. They got a bunker. They got a doomsday bunker. Or something like that. <laughs> so maybe, uh, you know, uh, there's some nefariousness happening there. Maybe that is another area, but wherever that area is and whatever it's for, it's going to be underground, as far as I can tell. Because hmm. it doesn't look like the elevators go upwards. That would be cool, because we haven't like this is mad speculation like this is just me making shit up but it does make me think of something that would be cool to see which is with these things like eureka the diadem diadem i don't know how it's pronounced mm -hmm. um heaven's word a lot of this stuff is always an island or something floating in the sky there's a big focus on going up and out into the stars even this we're going to the moon now something where you're like delving deep underground and doing more stuff like that. Like uh, that might be a little bit more interesting because we haven't really had anything similar to that since like palace of the dead, uh, which was God was palace of the dead 2.0. Yeah. Palace of, yeah. Palace of the dead is yeah. Realm reborn. And I feel they got to do another one of those too. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, I, that they was did it in blood, shadow so. bringers. So. Uh, so now's the time for your, uh, for our n level 90 uh, roguelike dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, so, it, it will be interesting to see how that pairs with the fact that they are intending to make it easier than ever to level up not only secondary jobs, but also a main job. Mm. That was one of the things that we wrote. Mike, actually, you did the the news post on that yesterday. So if y'all need context, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's going to fare. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have to assume what they're going to do for Palace of the Dead is they're going to do another tower of Zod or fortress or like one of these towers mm. will just be a, mm. another palace of the dead. Sure. Um, yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Honestly, perhaps. Yeah. I, I think, I think that, uh, and Walker would need some sort of content like that. I imagine. Cause like, yo, I've been, I've been spending a lot of time in the Bajan Southern front and leveling up there is all that shit is. That's a layup right there, man. It's that so shit's, good. That shit's hella fun, and I'm like, all right. So, like, this is that, that's the thing that gets you from 71 to 80 real quick. Yep. Um, so, what's going to be the thing that gets you from like 80 to 90 real quick uh, as well? So, yeah, and that's why I, I think, like, when I said the Scarred Restoration thing is going to be moving forward, I think uh, giving the overall idea of of making it easy to level one job, making it easy, easier to level a secondary job improving the trust a lot of this stuff is about making it easier for players to get into the game and play yeah. it and get to, mm -hmm. and ishgard restoration and palace of the dead uh and bojan southern front are ways to make it easier rather than using stuff like 
you know, left quests are, are mm-hmm. just running a dungeon over and over <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Um, but it's also something that removes, I think, what is a big barrier to the majority of players, which the majority of players are DPS players. That's what they always add a uh, DPS. It's just too popular. But Bojan Southern Front and Palace of the Dead and Heaven on High all basically remove role restrictions. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like Bojan Southern Front, I think, is like one of the most maybe not elegant, but it's one of the most like useful ways to do it because you can literally just pop a potion that turns. Oh, I'm a I'm a red mage, but I'm a tank now because I just take less damage and do less damage. Yeah, That's uh, I would love to see more stuff like that. Any yep. closing thoughts? Because I think we have moved through most of what is available in the preview and not already written up on fanbite.com, which you can get to actually by going to the link shell, all one word, oh, dot com. Shit, what is that? That shit, that shit is real. <laughs> it feels real, doesn't it? I, I, yeah, I think that when uh, Sanam showed us the Our logo, logo was so like, pretty, guys. Oh my God. I was like, oh, snap. Like, damn. Like, Oh, okay, okay. Like, I really fuck with this. That was ah, oh, that's such a, um, such a brilliant design uh, choice uh, to go mm-hmm. with. So, shouts out to Sanam. I'm excited uh, f- to see the reactions to that because it is funny because like everyone in Slack, as soon as Sanam was like, "Hey, you know, I got some ideas here. Like, <laughs> check it out," and everyone was like, "Yo, that first one is fire!" Like, everyone <laughs> blew up the, the chat in like five minutes. Like, damn, that first one. Ooh, let's go and like ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's really cool. And ju- for context, so people know, like I, this has been real for a while, but now it has a name and a logo that you can see. It is the Final Fantasy XIV vertical that uh, Mike and Mike are basically in charge of. That will be basically the mm-hmm. new home for all Final Fantasy XIV content that we get going here, going forward on Fanbyte. Yeah, it's so uh, exciting. Yeah, it's it's so cool. Uh, and I think like it, it's I I don't think like I really got uh, an idea of just how cool this stuff can be, like how dope this shit can be. Because um, when everything went up, and it's like, yo, Mike's got some shit, Natalie's got some shit, I got my shit going up. And it's like boom, it's like twelve articles, and we're just like we still got more on the way because we just couldn't get to all of it because we have so many ideas like. Like damn, this is um, like this shit. This shit's pretty hype, uh, mm-hmm. and I think I think like the it's it like this was just we all played like six hour previews kind of a long time, but considering it's an MMORPG, like what can you possibly get out of something that is going to probably take like fifty to hundred hours with the content or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this this speaks to how one how dense Final Fantasy fourteen is, but also two how me, Natalie, and Mike as players can see so much of this world and tell stories about it. Like every little thing. It's not like we're trying to juice. We get a game and we're trying to juice it for everything for what's worth. It's more of like, holy shit, I want to tell. I want to talk about like all these very specific things but because I think this says so much. So yeah, uh, that like thinking about that, thinking about this, this preview uh, embargo, I'm like, damn, this is this. It's. It, this really can be whatever whatever we want it to be because there's just mm-hmm. so much to talk about with this game, especially on the heels of its biggest expansion. If you check out Natalie's interview, wonderful interview with Naoki Yoshida, he's like, yo, this game is fucking huge. Um, 1.5 times bigger than the word count of Shadowbringers. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. And, like, and I'm just kind of like, how, how are you doing this in the middle of a pandemic? I know. So, uh, yeah, and you can get cool shit like interviews that Natalie does with, uh, with our boy 
Yoshi P and then you can get shit like detailed breakdowns of every single job in the game. Like, yeah, uh, Mike knocked it out of the park talking about all the tanks and like, holy shit, I'm so grateful for you, Mike, that you can write up <laughs> like 4,000 words breaking down all the changes, even though like tanks kind of like as a whole don't t- change that much. The fact that you were able to see that level of detail with the changes, I'm like, fucking Yes. I, I'm so happy that Mike is here. And then... I mean, like, your expertise, I, <laughs> just like you did damage yeah, dealers I, and the healers, like yeah, your then the expertise is so <laughs> encompassing, like wide encompassing of everything. Yeah, It's like, here's 15 other jobs and uh, many of which I became an expert in in a matter of like a week. But uh, like being able to... For me personally, it was like, okay, I, I play a handful of jobs um, and I, I guess I kind of I kind of get how the other ones work. Let me go peep. Let me go try and level them up on my own time. See what they're like. And then all of a sudden having this like very clear vision of how these jobs are played, what their role is and like what their attack rotations are, what their openers look like. I'm not an ex like I can't go into an extreme trial or a savage raid with uh, a class I, with the job I just picked up like a couple of days ago. But I could see all the pieces I can pull up the the all the actions and the traits uh for it and i can piece it like oh okay i see how all of these different moves kind of tie in together and how you're supposed to like what if procs show up when i'm if i'm a dancer or if i'm a bard or just what the optimal rotation is like how i use my job gauge if i'm a machinist or like i just learned how to play reaper during the during the demo like it all makes perfect sense to me it's like holy shit i'm like zach galifianakis uh with all the numbers running through his head <laughs> just staring off into space i'm like holy shit i get it i could see clearly now i'm also like uh was it fucking uh always sunny with uh charlie day and or not is it charlie day with the oh the conspiracy with the, board with conspiracy. the conspiracy board that's that's how i am that's how i felt doing all uh, the all the dps uh breakdowns and doing the healer breakdowns like having 15 jobs where i'm just like yo i i get it like listen listen motherfucker fuck is like yo yo i see it. this is what you're gonna this is what you what you're gonna want to do you're gonna use this ability this ability changed so you're not gonna use it like this you're gonna use it like that like yo and doing that for 15 jobs i'm like holy shit it was so much work but i was like yo it's kind of nice with it and you still had the room to you know give me the privilege of waking up at 7 a.m to read a very moving Write up oh shit walker <laughs> preview like i was like damn 7 a.m i haven't gotten up at this time in a while and I was reading it because I, I edited everything and it's like this is so moving and your passion and adoration for this game shines through even in a more standard preview exploration of something that you played for you know six to eight hours and it just makes me feel really excited for what you and Mike will be creating because like it, it has such perfect people at the helm. Yeah. Um, people yeah. who see so many different aspects of Final Fantasy fourteen, And I think for Steven and I, we're just like happy to support that and see it come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, uh, I think I learned a lot during this preview phase. I mean, like I've, I've been doing this for a long time with GameSpot, but I think it's different when it's a game that uh, like we care about and that we like, I've, 
was very ambitious approaching this embargo. And I think I learned a lot about how to anticipate something bigger like this, but I'm like extremely happy with what's already on the site and also the stuff that I, that we were like, I wasn't able to get to that. I will later this week. Like once it's all, once I kind of all give it a rest, I'm like, okay, I got all my ideas out and then like, holy shit, there is like nothing left that we could possibly cover about uh, the preview. Uh, like I'm excited for that feeling uh, as well. So mm-hmm. shit, shit, shit's lit. And like the funniest shit was like that. The the thing I the main preview that I wrote like I did not anticipate. Like I just kept writing like oh, okay now I want to talk about this. It in like the span of like two or three hours it had become something that. I did not plan on writing at all. Like it was supposed to be a preview hub, like maybe like 500, 600 words. Like, hey, this is broadly speaking. This is what we experienced. Uh, this, this, and that. And below, check out all the links to our 10, 12 other uh, articles um, that we also have on site. Have fun. Now I'm here. I'm like, yo, motherfucking cat boys. And I'm crying. And like, shit is and walker is gonna define a, a 10-year story and i'm ready to cry but i'm also ready to fight motherfuckers when it when it gets down to it and y'all better be ready for this like <laughs> like oh shit god damn i i i don't know what happened i don't know what happened but y'all should peep that and y'all should peep everything else that went up on site because whether you're like and I, I like not to go on too long but like I think I learned a lot from the wowhead team especially from uh ketsu and about like being able to hit folks like high level players with that in-depth analysis and knowledge that they seek, but also having stuff that speaks to the speaks to the broader audience that maybe doesn't do extreme trials or savage raids that we could write something about like like Mike can do a tour of the zones and I can also write about like um, just the feeling of embracing the atmosphere that you get to experience that we got to experience in Walker and being able to communicate what that feeling is in the context of the broader Final Fantasy 14 story uh, and then like I hadn't I even thought about like the news post, but like Natalie was on point with th- thinking about like, oh, hey, like this is a news breakout. This is a news breakout. I'm like, oh, shit. I hadn't even thought of that. But I'm so glad that I that someone is thinking about that sort of thing. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know the vibes. I mean, vibes. Yeah. Speaking. I mean, I can't really speak to the preview uh, like side of things and getting all of this like super exciting wild shit done on time. I helped with the edits, but that's about it. But like speaking more broadly, I'm just like really excited that this is kind of it feels like you guys are to me a little bit on the cutting edge of some stuff here, which is the idea that. It's impossible to cover these games the way that you guys are covering Final Fantasy 14 if you're just working a regular writer job at a video game website that also has to review 17 games a month and also has to go (laughs) do a bunch of interviews they don't care about and stuff like that. Like having people who are dedicated and passionate about one particular thing that is a big enough thing in everybody's, you know, in in an audience of people's lives to require this kind of insight and passion is, you know, it's not an easy thing. And having that happen here like is just really exciting to me it's something that we kind of like kicked around when we first like started fanbite this idea that we would be covering live games and we've done a lot of that over the years we've done destiny and monster hunter really really well in a lot of Mm -hmm. cases animal crossing as well but never had a team like you just for that and it's the difference is like ridiculous it's it's super clear and you all just absolutely crushed it this week I, I, I'd just like to thank you guys for paying me 
to grind relics. That's <laughs> <laughs> now, now that I don't have to worry about other games, I can just grind relics and uh-huh and not feel bad about it. <laughs> that's a that's a good time because that's still content. That's still mm-hmm. content. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh um and I think like I, I appreciate that like Fanbyte also has the flexibility like I can do something like review Lost Judgment mm-hmm. or talk about Deltarune um but also like I have uh, a beat to go back to yeah. at all times and it's uh Final Fantasy 14 and uh I think what what's funny was that my homie Jean-Luc Sipke from GameSpot shouts out to you Jean-Luc ah, ah, ah. he was he was like man you can just like say anything about Final Fantasy 14 and say it's for work and you're good and I'm like you know what you're right uh-huh. he's motherfucking right uh so I just like mm-hmm. that kind of put it into perspective like damn you know what it's like oh if i want to write about glamour like oh here's a here's a glamour guide like or check out this fucking dope ass outfit here's how you can make it uh, like just thinking about it like that of course it would be a lot more uh thoughtful uh than that but like i don't know just thinking about those kinds of things like y'all better be ready for this kind of shit so, you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah i mean like to talk about the lost judgment review you did a like really great job like covering that game too but the one of the early conversations we had around like the link shell before it was called the link shell was like, should this be its own website and should this be, or should this be part of Fanbyte like proper, you know, like part of the, the main website or whatever. And it basically came to, it would be a waste of Michael and Mike to not have them have their voices on a bunch of other stuff when they have the time and when they have the interest, like it, to, to pigeonhole them in one spot would be like just completely irresponsible. So I'm very, very glad that we have you guys. And Natalie, too. Natalie, we hired you well before any of this shit, but we still love you. Thank you. Thank you. Please uh, tell me every day that you love me. I will uh, okay. complain. Oh, okay, cool. Like, uh, since you brought that up, uh, I told Natalie this um, earlier is that uh, I'm glad I have someone like Natalie to work with because it's always as a writer. If you if when I open up a doc and I see like 50 notes. Uh, from someone that uh, <laughs> someone that I am like confident and respect, and I like I, I just like we share the one brain cell. I'm like, oh yes, I'm this. After I address these edits, this thing is gonna be like bulletproof, yo. Like uh, that. That's the kind of feeling I got with a lot of folks I worked with at Gamespot, and that's kind of the feeling I have. Um, here as well, uh, especially with like when Natalie looks at looks at something I, I wrote two thousand words about cat boys and she has like a hundred different notes, but you know what? After I address them, like this shit is gonna be fire. And like I think uh, it's really important to have like that sort of uh, uh, confidence with um, because like I don't know, it's kind of scary like to put stuff up on your own and be like, damn. I maybe I should get a second opinion about this. I don't know. I was just like, it was I mean, 2 a week and, had, I, and I just like, th- and I just thought of all these thoughts. Like I should, pr- I need to check, run this by someone and be like, yo, am I, am I tripping? Cause that, that's the thing for me is like, when I look for Edison, I'm like, yo, I just, I need y'all to tell me whether or not I'm tripping. Yeah. Uh, see like, like, and, and Steven, you, you sell yourself short. Like Steven uh, looked over the tank jobs and he pointed oh, yes. out, um, that delirium was actually a nerf and i was like yeah just add that in there because like <laughs> i don't play dark knight because it looks boring and paladin is much better no i'm just joking. but this um, little boy's talking shit i'll try to get compliments but but, but steven does so steven was like no actually i think delirium is a nerf so i was like yeah just put that in there yeah <laughs> yeah three stacks and everything is just i mean because I, I wasn't serious about being told nice things but thank you but also like yes steven you sell yourself sure like i was just like they are probably going to uh, just sort of 
pretend that they didn't help a bunch with all this and were like yeah, making sure yeah. everything wasn't catching fire and lo and behold <laughs> that's exactly what they did uh, but they're so integral to to all the moving pieces that happen at fanby and at the link shell whatever forms you know those sort of develop into later on so i'm i'm really happy to work with such great people yeah um i think the last thing that i'll, I'll add is um yeah, there's still um, I still have some uh, work cut out for me in terms of these things. But um, but yeah, if y'all are listening to this as well, we're going to do a live stream. Uh, at least that's in the plans for now, right now. Uh, and I think that I was reminded of this because Steven cut up a bunch of video stuff, which is not easy. Video, produ- video production, even if it's just like, you know, I'm going to try and do the bare minimum to make sure like this is good enough. Uh, I think like that's still a lot of work and Steven uh, helped with that. So um, if you can't catch our live stream, which is planned for Friday afternoon, uh, early Friday afternoon, peep the VOD when it goes up. But Mm -hmm. we are going to be watching and commenting over 45 minutes of our our motherfucking um, Final Fantasy XIV Walker gameplay. And we're going to provide as much insight as we can and uh, talk to whoever shows up. If no one shows up, we have we have plenty to talk about amongst ourselves. So um, there is still a lot uh, to be done. And I'm going to have fun doing it. Yeah. I think we're all going to have a lot of fun with that. And the last person I want to thank on this one, which also thank you all for saying all those kind words. And I would like to add some kind words to Jordan, Jordan. who produces hey. 99 potions. You can find him on Twitter at Jordan underscore Mallory. Where can people find you, Mike? Uh, you can find me at automatic Zen Z E N. Perfect. And where can people find you, Michael? You can find me and all of my bullshit at Michael P. Heim on Twitter <laughs> and where I will be uh, I will be sharing a lot uh, more work throughout the week and probably le- well, leading up to the launch of Endwalker screenshots, more uh, articles and dumb shit uh, about <laughs> uh, like just uh, drunk thoughts, old Facebook, non problematic Facebook posts from uh. Uh, 12, 15 years ago and uh, drunk thoughts about missing your appointment for MRIs. Yeah. So you can. Uh, Ooh, boy, the content is hot. Beautiful. And Natalie, people should probably already know where to find you at this point, but just in case. At Hardy Mace, yeah, that's hard. I-M-E-C-I-A on Twitter. The Final Fantasy Eight liker has or, logged on. <laughs> where I just post <laughs> my bunny girl. Like, I was like, embargo's listed? Okay, I can post G-Post shots that I did. <laughs> I still got to do that. I still got to do that for my cat girl. Shouts out to Reaper and Sage Chie. Uh, she's, oh. she's, she's lovely. Um, also, uh, at some point, we, y'all need to redo the Final, fi- Final Fantasy 15 episode or whatever. Uh, because the Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 liker is it, here. And you should call in sick that day. Uh, uh, I have unveiled myself, my true nature. I, I love, like, I love Michael. I don't love this. This is bad. Oh, mm. what a what a sour note to end on after you all know, <laughs> after all the compliments and after all of the all of the all of the celebration. Final Fantasy about, fourteen good. Final Fantasy fifteen bad. Why okay, would you want to play Slow Kingdom Hearts? It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> hey, okay, all Michael, right, all right. 
Michael, if they're going to fight you on Final Fantasy 15, what we'll do is a crossover episode between 99 Potions and You Love to See It, the movie podcast that we have at fanbyte.com that you can find mm-hmm. at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. And we'll redo the episode of Final Fantasy 15 no. Kingsglaive no. Oh, for that. Yes, let's go. <laughs> Spirits Within was worse, though. Spirits Within opinion. was worse. So, I know everyone right. disagrees, but that's me. Okay. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at, at Steven Strum. We are going to clock out. This has been a pretty meaty episode. Uh, I got you stole a fanfic that isn't going to write itself. You all have yes. rest and sleep to have. Four hour naps, five hour naps. Nobody's quite sure. And uh, Y'all ain't everybody here for else. Me tomorrow. <laughs> the good. <laughs> everybody else out there has one last thing on their minds, which is to sidle on up to the bar. Grab themselves a big old tall glass of mega elixir and gonna go. Gonna hold it with one hand, gonna hold your stola's hand with the other. Oh, beautiful. That's so that's so sweet. <laughs> and and with that free hand you go clink clink. Thank you.